Well, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. We're doing this. <laughs> this is the diary of a therapist. And we just want to tell you a little bit how this came about. Now, first of all, we're going to take you on a journey because every conversation with us is a journey, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. So if you're offended, you're welcome to email our podcast producer. His name is Cam. Um, he would love <laughs> to hear from you. He would love to know about your offenses. But literally, we have so many great conversations. I'm Cassie Reed, Dr. Cassie Reed, for those who know me in the therapeutic world. And um, I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Jessica Shepard, and she's going to introduce you to me. But um, we have the most fun banter, and we are not boring therapists, not at all. And we want to just give you some real-life glimpse into our lives, our thoughts. What is it like being a therapist um, what is it like helping people? Our hearts are really to help people. But I met Jessica. You know, people ask me all the time, can I pick your brain? I realize it's like a chicken bone. There's not much meat left sometimes. <laughs> it's really true. But she asked me to to just chat, and I had someone that I wanted to introduce her to. And so it took us about two weeks to finally find a time. We hopped on a call, and literally it was like talking to myself. Um, she was just saying like her synthesis of the clinical and the spiritual and how she uses it every day. And I was like, wow, it's like talking to my sister or someone that like was totally um, with me the whole time I've been studying therapy. So we started connecting at that point. And um, it's, I think it took us what another like six months to get coffee. Yeah, probably. It took a while. <laughs> but what I've learned about Jessica, and I mean, I'll let her kind of share some of her professional accolades. But what I've learned about her is that she's one of the most authentic people you'll ever meet. Like, she doesn't pull any punches. And what I find is I've sent some clients to her, friends of mine, and they all are like, we just love the authenticity. It's so refreshing to just not have a sugar-coated answer, but have truth um, spoken. So she always speaks truth. She's a great mom. She has four kids and an awesome husband that's a musician. That I haven't even met. Is that so weird? Let's admit that. that. It's really weird. Let's yeah. admit it right now. It's because he's so busy. He's so busy. Taking care of the kids. Shredding. While I'm out having fun. <laughs> it's true. Oh, he's dear. a blessing, not shredding. He's he is. Balmy. He's a blessing. He's so sweet. Yes. So, But she has a practice here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area um, inside of a birthing center, which is kind of metaphoric spiritually, really. So much, yes. <laughs> so much gets birthed in therapy that's not a baby. That's church lingo for you. But yeah, and then we also share this love of, we both have kids, obviously. And um, so one day we were having a conversation, and this was one of my favorites, is that um, she was talking about how moms have to go up to school to eat a cookie from Albertsons. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I literally laughed so hard because it's real. You take a whole half day off work, you know what? And as a therapist, right, that's dollars, hours equal dollars. So you take two, three hours off your schedule, block it off to go up there and eat a crusty Albertsons cookie with your kid. It makes their day. Because we don't bake. We don't bake. <laughs> I bake. Well, Cassie actually does bake. But on for therapy. I don't bake. Yeah. And, you know, when you're trying to juggle all of that as yeah. a, trying to be a good mom, right? We're the ones that are coming in. We look really together. But we really just stopped at Albertsons on the way and bought whatever was left on the rack because that's real life for us. In the second day old, the day old it's rack. True. 
We're like, the kids will know no difference. It's fine. But I think it's funny because, you know, I mean, for those of you who are therapists, and no matter how much, how many clients you see, it is a commitment, especially when you have a family. And it's a commitment in, and it's a commitment to other people's healing as well as then managing what do you have going on with your family and uh, at home. So anyway, I'll let you talk now. I've talked a lot. I like listening to you talk, so I'm good with it. You said some sweet things about me. Thank you. Oh, I have more to say. Maybe I'll let it come out later. Yeah, so Cassie is probably one of the most gracious people that I've ever met. Um, She didn't say uh, the day that we actually did connect, finally after six months of trying to coordinate our schedules, that I ran something like 35 minutes late. And um, I don't really uh, focus on time a whole lot, so you'd think I would have been a complete frazzled mess, but I really wasn't. I just was like, well, if she's still there, I guess we'll talk. And if she's not, I guess it wasn't meant to be. That's probably a huge character flaw, but... Um, <clears throat> we'll analyze that some some way down the line in the podcast. You know, part of being authentic for me is that I don't like staring at a clock when I do anything. I feel like it takes a lot out of me to just, like, focus on a clock. And a lot of therapists do really great with that. I think it gives them good margins to work with it, but I don't work like that. And so, you know, Cass was really gracious whenever I came in and very real to just be like, that's fine, this is life. I checked my emails, I cleaned out my purse, you know? Like, (laughs) that's what she got done in those 30 minutes she waited. And so I've learned so much um, just in the time that I've been connected with her. And I feel like, you know, the time we've spent together has ignited a lot of passion. I don't know about, well, I kind of do know a little bit about it from her perspective, but like for me, meeting somebody that you felt so kindred to, it's just so rare. So And, rare. you know, bringing our gifts to one another and kind of being like, this is what we do. Um, Cassie more so like out in the, out in the, the light than I have been. I kind of practice under a rock. I've wanted it to be like that. And so um, meeting her and watching all of the things that she does has been it's been powerful to just watch how you balance it all. I mean, you're an excellent educator and someone that um, is under supervision with Cass actually now works in my practice. So I get to hear how she supervises um, counselors. She's really passionate about educating and raising up um, really powerful, dynamic therapists. Um, That's not something that I'm necessarily passionate about for me. I really love doing crisis work and grief work and, you know, really just being able, authentic's a great word. I, I always want to be authentic with a person. But Cassie, you're really like that too, you know. And yeah. so that realness that you bring into relationship and into the classroom, into, you know, your sessions, I can only imagine is what's breaking chains off of people. Thanks. You know, and so like, I feel, and we say it all the time, but it's really true. I just feel so much gratitude to have even met you. Me too, and for you. Thanks. Like the the plans that we have feel a little bit scary. I mean, you look way more chill than I do right now. I'm like, oh man, this is scary for me. But also I feel like it's a great opportunity and I feel like, um, I feel really called to it and passionate about what we're about to step into. So from that perspective, I'm really excited. No, me too. It's so great. Well, and you know, I think one of the things, just because we're just introducing you to us today and hopefully you'll tune back in another time is our goal but this is what you're going to get. So I don't think we're going to modify by any part of our relationship and or banter to make, meet your needs because that's not really how we function. But I think um, it, once you find a therapist as a therapist, once you find a therapist person that's your person, you need them. Yeah. Like there I was a, a day last week. I'm going to tell this really hard story just to start so you can understand like what we want this to look like. 
There was a day last week where I had a, a person that I had been seeing and he texted me and was like basically just threatening to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And I had kind of been through this like over and over and over with this person. And again, you probably know, and I'm not saying that in any way derogatory, human life is so important and yeah. suicide is such a thing to take seriously. Mm-hmm. So all that aside, and hopefully in this in the notes, we'll be able to put some resources if you don't have any good ones just to pass out to a client for suicide. It was um, holidays, and I had literally, I was literally kind of at the end of it. Like I was busy with family stuff, just a lot. And then mm-hmm. in the middle of all that, I get a text. And I literally had this fleeting thought, and you're probably going to turn me into the board or tune me out or something, but that's okay. <laughs> I, this is so. what you're going to get is authenticity. I was like, just do it. Like I said that to myself mm. as I was getting in the shower and That's I real. literally panicked because I was mm-hmm. like, did I just think that thought? No. Like I started praying all the things. And of course I get out of the shower. I call Jess because I was like, I just need to confess this to you. I just need to confess that I had this thought and it was so horrible. Mm-hmm. And I would, I don't believe that. I don't think that I don't want that. That is insane. But like, it was like, I knew that I was in such a place. And so we had a great conversation about, do I need to terminate that client? Um, what do I say? How do I set a healthy boundary? Um, which are things that I teach all the time. But when you're in it for yourself, you really need a person on the other side that gets it clinically. And that doesn't judge it because I mean, I get it, right? Because I'm balancing a practice, I'm balancing a staff, I have family as well. And you get those calls from some people whenever you're trying to you know, create deep connection with clients. Like I want there to be authentic connection with good professional boundaries. So how do you love people well? How do you serve people well if you feel really called in the position? Because I'm not just doing it because I want to make money. Right, right. I'm doing it because I feel very called to it. Yeah. So when you're in that and you're trying to really love people well through the hardest parts in their lives, you know, there are times where like what you experienced, there wasn't good, you know, there wasn't good boundaries for that client even to be calling at the time of day this client was calling, you know, in the middle of the holidays, you were off call really, like all of those things that he was asking you to do that in the middle, when you're in the middle of it, you really want to love people well. I think sometimes that gets lost of like, but how do we boundary set really well? And because we want to cover like the ethical component of it, what's our ethical responsibility in a situation like that? Which when she and I were talking, you know, I was like, give her my number, give him my number, right? And tell him Mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, you can call this therapist. Like I will, I will back you. You need to go, you need to be off call, right? Because I know what's going on like as a person in Cassie's life. And it's like, everybody needs to be able to just hit the pause button and be like, I got to regroup. And if you've been a practicing therapist for a long time, you probably know that, you know, the holidays are incredibly difficult for your caseload. Um, I work in grief and trauma. So I, I just had a staff meeting yesterday with my own staff. And I said, if you thought that we were going to go through Thanksgiving and Christmas and that we were going to get time off, I hope you now have, you know, gone through this full calendar year and realized like, no, we don't slow down. Right. And so where we need to be able to take time with our family during like Christmas, because this happened, you know, right around, mm-hmm. it was right around Christmas. Yeah, right? it was the week so, of, mm-hmm. you know, we need to be able to slow down. You're also looking for that balance. And then that question of what's my ethical right. responsibility, right. which if you don't have that person, right. If you don't have a oh. person, you can just call even as a friend yes. and be like, <laughs> what do I do? Right. Yeah. I think you run the risk of kind of getting very tangled yeah. in these relationships because you want to love well. Right. 
And we're hoping, you know, even through this podcast that we can help answer questions and help you find balance in those situations where maybe you, maybe you don't have a great friend that you can call and admit those scary things to and just be like, I'm so desperate just to have a break that I am <laughs> thinking, you know, oh, really God. scary thoughts it's right now. It's <laughs> horrible. Yeah. But you know what you said to me that was so powerful? And I think this is, again, more confirmation or affirmation that you need a person that gets you clinically. But as you said, why is that? Because I said, oh, cringe, cringe, cringe. Why? I don't know if I can say that. And you were like, why? Why can't you say that? And literally, I still am thinking about that question in so many scenarios because I'm like, why can't I say that? Why do I feel such connection and fear to say to them, hey, I'm setting a boundary for fear that maybe they need me or maybe I'm their person that they need to, you know, like what if, what if something does happen? Cause that's really what's at the core yeah. of it, right? Like I don't wish that on them. I actually am fearful that something would happen yeah. and that I am then it's false, but that I have some capacity to change that for them when really I don't, you know? And so like that question alone was just very powerful. And it was almost like my own therapy. Cause it was like, wait a second, how often do I feel that way of like, I can't because, cause I, my strengths and you'll learn down the line, probably hearing more from us, but like how I function is very much like, um, can be unhealthy if I let my strengths flip to that. Well, because that it's place. the balance, right? Between what you're called to and what you feel like you need to do from a, from a ministry perspective and what we're licensed to do. Yes. And in that middle is where so many ethical questions come up because we want to love people well. We want to serve people well. We want to authentically be there for people, but we're not in, you know, personal relationships with these people. We're not their friends. Yeah. And so it's figuring out how to strike that balance because I think whenever you add the component in of knowing that you're really called to it and, and you know, that it maybe feels like a counseling ministry, but we're not pastors. Right. Right. And so like, how do you boundary set well and still maintain really good, you know, quality of counseling and care for very um, acute care clients? Right. Right. You know, because it's like, I don't think that most therapists have um, a a long list of backing of who they're supposed to call. Definitely (laughs) through whenever I was being supervised over, I don't know, 12 years ago was like, oh, well, if I get in trouble, right, I can have someone call my my supervisor and they will help me, right? right? But then whenever you go into private practice, it's like most people are just kind of doing it themselves. So it's like, who are you supposed to call when you're like, I really need a break? Like, and no I remember, offense, but the board. Oh yeah. <laughs> Email. I, how many? It's like show of hands. How many of you have emailed the board and they say we can't help you? And I'm like, oh, oh. Well, and how much have I realized over time? And this will probably come out as we talk about ethics. But the board isn't for us. Mm-hmm. They're for the client. And what sure. entities are for us? And I think that's where sometimes it's like your organizations, like AACC or mm-hmm. TCA or mm-hmm. ACA, or you know, you have to. And even then, you know, they have their own agenda that they're running through somehow, some yeah. way. You know. Anyway, I digress. I'm coming back. I'm coming back to the road, the main road we were on initially. <laughs> I think you were really brave to admit, though, how that impacted you, and the reason that I have any. I guess the reason I asked that question of like, why is it not okay for you just to feel what you feel is because I feel like if we don't allow that, and that's how I practice, that's how I do therapy, is that we can't really be honest with ourselves about what we're feeling. Then how do we release that tension, that energy from our own bodies? Yeah. And if we're not doing that, how do we provide authentic care for, for other people? 
We're not. We're not. Right. Yeah. I mean, truly, like, I need to think about that because it's going to make me a better therapist to answer that question about him versus, you know what I mean? Because it's universal. Like, what would I be succumbing to or feel feel like I couldn't set a boundary for a client about because of my own insecurities, my own hangups, my own things? Because you know what? People forget therapists are human. And if you've already, like, listened to us and want to find 82 ethical violations, then this probably isn't the podcast for you. Like, (laughs) this is the podcast for, like, people who are real deal. Like, and I have no doubt that we want to practice at the highest ethical standard, period. Like, that doesn't – that's not a question. But I also think that there's so much gray when you're working with people and you're working with trauma Mm -hmm. and you're working with abuses and you're working with churches and you're working – fill in the blank. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So that's kind of what we really want this podcast to be. And I don't know, maybe you can say too, but it's like we have big dreams, I think the two of us, to work together. And this is really just a glimpse inside a lot of our conversations that we've had that have bonded us as friends. But then also I think wanting to bring more people into the conversation and to allow you to discuss with us through questions and comments and just what you think, what you hear, what are things you struggle with. And um, we're even happy to modify and and move our content around based on some needs that you might have, depending, obviously, within reason. But um, just wanting, we want, we want this to be a podcast that's living, breathing, moving, and has space for, for us to discuss anything and everything. Um, do you want to tell a little bit about the breakdown of what we would like to see it kind of look like? Yeah, so, I mean, we've discussed a pretty wide range of things, and I guess we're kind of, even at the beginning phases at the infancy of this, looking for, you know, a um, a good pattern. And what we feel like will work well is, like, we're going to pick a topic, kind of, I guess, kind of of the month that we're going to focus on. And we want to talk about things like uh, different abuses that people experience, different types of traumas, things that, um, you know, our clients that maybe... Um, have impacted us like you know diary of a therapist is the idea of like this is what we've seen Mm -hmm. Um, we both have um, similar passions but differing passions Um, I work with uh, a lot of women that have experienced um, abuse um, from individuals with narcissism I see a lot of women that have um, have been married to and uh, I will say we helped get them out I say it kind of like that um, of those really abusive relationships and so that's bridged over into looking at spiritual abuse um, because a lot of those women saw it even like help from pastors and pastors weren't able to you know help them in the ways that they really needed help and in in some cases even perpetuated the abuse um, in deeper ways and so Cass is really um, passionate about um, pastoral ministry and and providing support to pastors and physicians and people in healthcare. I work with a lot of doctors and midwives and uh, people in healthcare too, but I do a lot more work with I think probably women than Cass does. I feel like your your practice is a little bit more diverse yeah. in that way than yeah. mine is. And so, first week um, we really just want to kind of like hit a topic. Second week we'd like to bring somebody in that maybe we feel like is passionate or an expert on whatever topic we've chosen. Third week, um, we want to rope in where we can and where it's possible, a current event. Um, and then like on our fourth week, we want to open that up to Q&A where you guys can, you know, email us or um, I don't know how we're going to do that. Maybe email. We'll figure email. it out. We'll let you know. Yeah. And you'll be able to send questions in and then we'll spend some time just answering those things. So I really have a dream secretly to have a show like Frasier. 
No, you are, I'll tell you all my secret dreams. <laughs> they might hear a lot of them on here. <laughs> but you know, like, where people call in? Like, I think that would be so fun. Oh, I love that You know, like, where idea. they show it, and, like, the people are on the phone, and you're like, hey, I need help with my Aunt Edna. <laughs> I just think it's so fun. Like, I want to write a column. I love it. I want to answer questions on a column or answer questions like that, too. So down the line, maybe we'll have a feature. We'll have to ask Cam if yeah, we can have, have a beg. feature. I like that. I think it'd be fun. You know, one other thing that we want to offer you is this, is I have a real passion for um, therapists who need ethics. Like, you know, we have to have so many CEUs and ethical ideas and concepts. And so one thing is that we want to be sure that that content is throughout what we do so that in the end, each time you listened to a podcast of ours, you would be able to gain, um, after you know listening to the four for the month, you'd be able to gain an hour of CEU for ethics. Um, so like even just as we're talking, and I think you'll hear that in this little series that we're doing of four, but is, you know, what do you do when someone's suicidal? Like, how do you handle that? And we'll go over that, I think, in the fourth, um, the fourth installment, but... What do you do? How do you handle it? Like I said, I'll put some resources in the show notes and allow you to just have some um, some concepts of like when do you, how do you do a proper assessment? Like small things, but just things that keep us ethically sound. When, like, do we report? Like how, just all the things when I work with kids um, or anything. So I digress into the ethics. It's kind of wah, 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 but we well, have to have it. She's a professor, guys. So. It can't help it. Oh, guys, keep me on track. She's fun, though. She'll keep you entertained. <laughs> My I think it's important, though. I don't think there's, I mean, I don't, we'll probably, you know, they're going to keep calling, calling and being like, oh, man, you guys, y'all are crazy. I can't but wait. In Bring all of it. these years, like, I have not had an ethical course that I was like, that's applicable to real no, life. It isn't. I don't have that. And I hope we're able to do that. Let's because do I think people need that to be like, well, what do you do in these situations? To say, honestly, I yeah. hope that they do, which is so <laughs> horrible. It was but not if so this horrible. is not the way we start, then I don't think we're we're doing it real and right, right? We're like, going to do it real. We're, we're doing it that. real and right. Like, there it is. So I feel like we should um, end this. I don't even know how many minutes we've been going. I don't know, guys. You know, literally, you're just here for it. You're, you're here for it. Cam says 21. Tw- oh, 21 man, That's 21. Great. That's great. Okay. I mean, we don't want to bore you too long. But you should know that Cass has a clock that starts at, and that stops <laughs> at 50 minutes, even in personal conversations. Listen, she's telling on me now. <laughs> it's true. Tell us. <laughs> tell the story. It's just, it's what happens. Like when we're on phone conversations and we're just like, you know, having fun, she clocks out at like right at 50. She just gets distracted. And I'm like, hey. Are we okay? Is this the end? Are we done? Literally, no, I just one like day look she at the goes, counter I look at the phone. counter. It's like 48 like, minutes. Yep, 48 minutes. Cass is done. So <laughs> we're, we really want to try to keep these episodes to about 30 minutes. That was our goal. <laughs> so you can keep me engaged. I so. don't check out. <laughs> That's our goal. Okay. Are you ready? Here's some questions for you. Okay. This or that. Oh, dear. What? You didn't tell me we were going to do I this. I know. I didn't. Okay. I just surprised her right now, guys. You can surprise me the next one. Oh, okay. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Breakfast or dinner? Breakfast. Appetizer or dessert? Appetizer. Both. No. We've been out to dinner. We have to get all the things. Well, that's true. Okay, uh-huh. that's true. Okay. Pancake, uh-huh. waffle? Waffle. Pizza or calzone? All of it, please. Both. Pasta or ramen? Oh, I know. These are evil. Feel. These are evil ones. Probably pasta. Yeah. This is funny. Isn't ramen pasta? Like, isn't it? I don't know. Okay. Is what? Ramen in pasta? It, ramen is pasta. It's it a is noodle. a type of noodle. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. This is a weird one, and I'm just reading. French 
or onion. It's French onion soup with Gruyere cheese and a crouton. That is how it is. Okay. Fries or onion rings? Fries. Pie or cake? Say the right answer. Say the right answer. Oh, no. This is so nervous. This could be our friendship breaker. Pie. Cake. No. Jeez. Pie. Have you had, are we allowed to say people's names here? The buttermilk's. Sky, wonderful oh, I pies. Haven't, but I might need you to bring me pies. I'm gonna bring it and next I'll time. Bring you cake. I'm gonna bring you mini pies, and then you're gonna your life. She's is gonna, gonna be convert changed. me, right? No, here. they changed my life. People brought them to the <laughs> office. These little baby pies. They changed. It changed my life. Okay. Now I'm gonna do it. Yes. I used to be a cake girl. I did, but now you've converted. You're a true southerner. It's because of that pie shop. It's so good. Oh, I love that. Maybe they'll be our official sponsor. Maybe <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by. <laughs> If anybody else even tunes in next time, (laughs) listen, though, we do care about you. And I just want you to know we've thought and prayed and really like poured time into what this will be. And so we hope you'll stay with us and that you'll um, hopefully learn some things, um, feel like life is normal for you maybe a little bit and that people are in your corner because we're in your corner. And uh, we just want you to be along for the ride and for the dreams and for the things that are ahead for us and for you because we know that there's a plan for your life and there's things that are going to be orchestrated through you where you sit right now. And if you doubt that, I just want to give you encouragement to say, here's a dose of hope that um, you aren't here on accident. There wasn't, it wasn't a mistake that you decided to pursue this career, but that, um, that there's a plan for you. Yeah, you're needed. You're needed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people need specifically what you carry. Yeah. So that's good. We're going to sign off. Yeah. Dear Diary, see you tomorrow. <laughs> or what do we want to say? I don't even know. The end. The end. <laughs>